Welcome to Homeschool Your Way, the upbeat, open-minded podcast that informs and affirms your choices about your kids' education. We'll provide a buffet of ideas to inspire you to homeschool your way, because your way is the best way. All of the content on the Homeschool Your Way podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical or legal advice. The views expressed by the hosts or guests of the show are not necessarily endorsed by Bookshark. Welcome to Homeschool Your Way. I'm your host and Bookshark's community manager, Jana Cook. In this episode, I continue talking to Nicole the Math Lady about, well, you guessed it, math. Nicole's passion for math is contagious, so if you missed the first half of our conversation, visit bookshark.com slash podcast to catch up. And don't forget to subscribe to ensure that you never miss an episode. Before we get to the beloved topic of math, let me share a homeschool hack. When homeschooling tweens and teenagers, find ways to engage their creativity with creativity. For example, my 13-year-old daughter has recently been in a funk and hasn't used her artistic talents for some time. I've tried numerous ways to encourage her to do something creative, like she used to do all the time. Finally, there was an opportunity to help a local agency that serves foster kids. I thought for sure she wouldn't mind me signing her up. Once again, I was wrong. Instead of giving up or getting mad, I decided she didn't have to show up, but she did have to contribute. She was okay with the compromise. I got the materials necessary to make the project and allowed her to do it on her own, in her own space. Guess what? She worked hard and got it done in record time without complaining. And she was concerned about the results. In my book, that's a win. Are you struggling with your teen? Have you found creative ways to engage their talents? To share, please go to bookshark.com slash podcast and leave a comment. I'd love to hear what's worked for you. Now let's hear what Nicole does to engage students of all ages to embrace math and the mistakes that come with it. I would ask if you agree with me on this. It seems as though when we talk about math, and maybe this is why there's a lot of angst around it, it's like either math is right or wrong. And so when you're wrong, it's just like you don't feel good about yourself, especially if you continue to get it wrong, Mm. where like reading, it's like, okay, you did that incorrectly, but it's so, it seems more natural to be like, let's just go, let me help you sound that out properly. Right. There isn't that, there isn't that black and white, the way I feel like maybe some people see math. And Mm -hmm. I believe that perception is incorrect because just like science, when you get something wrong, it's not, it's just now you know how to not do it. Okay. Well, we don't do it that way. Let's Let's see how we do do it. But I really feel like championing this idea that we're we're learning. Why, yeah. why do kids and parents get so frustrated? I'm guilty of it. I mean, my daughter was doing sex and tears, tears, hours into the pro, like every day. And I was like, this is not working. Why isn't this working? Yeah. Because it, it's this concept that, well, if yeah. you didn't get it right, you're wrong. And if you're wrong, you're failing. And if you're failing, you're not smart. And so you must not be a math person. Right. Instead of saying, it's incorrect. Let's go back because part of the process, and again, I keep bringing it back to science, like scientific experiment is actually failure is part of the process. And then you go back and you start at the beginning and you see what variable was different, what was off in that, or, you know, what step, maybe there was a misstep. 
And I feel like if we could have that same concept around math, we could take away some of this anxiety for both parent and child and say, guess what? We are going to get it wrong, but maybe too, it's this idea of a hundred percent, right. Of perfection. When you get it all right, where you don't really see that in the other subjects as much. Oh my gosh. You like, I could talk to you about this for like ever (laughs) because there's okay with science, right? There's this culture of experimentation. Like there's this, like, we can try this and we can try that. But with math, there's like, there's this process. And if you do the process, you should end up at the right answer, which is true. But we're going to come back to that in a second. People will call me on the same Nicole, my kids having so many mistakes. And I'm like, great. Cause in math, that's how you learn. Like you learn through your mistakes, you learn, which is why I think the grading or at least like the automated grading or whether you're doing it yourself is so important to do it in the moment, right? Because we know if we've taught somebody to do something incorrectly, it is really hard to change that, right? So if we can put that intervention in right away, we can Mm -hmm. say, okay, oh, here's where you went wrong. Okay, go this way. Oh, okay. Here's where that that went on. Oh, okay. So like, when people say that, I'm like, stop stressing out. It's okay. They're supposed to make, do you know how many opportunities there are to get things wrong in math? It's not just the final answer. There's mm-hmm. like 50 steps along the yes. way, right? Yes. So it's the more the norm to get things wrong. I'm more interested, honestly, in a kid being able to find their mistake mm-hmm. and correct it. Not that they made it. Mm-hmm. They're going to make mistakes. It's math. You make mistakes, right? Like, you know, like you're just, it's just part of the process. You're going to make mistakes. But to me, we have, uh, it's not in this room anymore. So my son used to get very upset about not having the right answer. Like it was a very, like a meltdown situation. And we had to change the context. And I said, listen, I don't care about you being the perfect answerer. I think with math, we think our kids and our kids think that they have mm-hmm. to be the perfect answerer. I told him that I wanted him, be, him to be the perfect fixer. Mm. So like, you're going to get it wrong. Woo, we got it wrong. Okay. So let's see if you can be the perfect fixer and find where we went off. Because if to me, that's the skill that I want them to have. Yeah. Not about doing it perfectly every time. Here's the other thing about it with math. And I really had the opportunity to learn this when I started teaching Saxon, right? Um, we think, because we taught somebody one time, that they should be able to implement it perfectly all the time. That's not how math works. Because when math is so foundational, right? It's like, here's a layer. Let me, it's like the Pringles can, right? There's a layer. There's a layer. Here's a layer over here. It connects to this. It connects to this. And it is not the first time. It's not the fifth time. It might be like the 20th time where it, all of a sudden, like the, the deeper meaning goes click. And you're like, oh, that's how that's related to the thing on the bottom. Like to me, once they start making those kinds of connections, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's so awesome. I love that. Like that to me is real life, right? Like we live our lives and then we're like, oh, like that's how that's connected, you know? So mamas, papas, if they're getting things wrong, celebrate for the moment. Be like, whoa, we got that wrong. Okay, now, can you be the perfect, not perfect, forget perfect. Can you be a great fixer? 
Mm-hmm. Let's be a great fixer, fix it person, great mechanic person. We're going to go and figure out, we're, we're going to diagnose this problem and we're going to apply something onto it. We want to be a triager. You know? mm. I got new words for this today, Jana. That's right. Well, well, here's another one. I was thinking like, could the math acronym, you know, that failure, they say um, first attempt at learning first, uh-huh. right? First attempt yeah, in first learning, attempt first in attempt learning. in learning. Yeah. Could math be mistakes acceptable to help? Hey, okay, hold write on. it down. You, ha- um, you have, um, you got it. Can we copyright this right <laughs> now? Yes, Come right on. here. We're gonna, we're gonna have to first, y'all. That's I, right. I mean, really, that's there's just so many opportunities to go left, to go right when we need to go straight. So again, it's not about um, whether we go, whether they per- did it perfect every time. Yeah, just not. And just think of the life skills that we're teaching, that it's not about being perfect every time, you know, things are going to go off. So when things go off, so can I tell you something funny? My husband uh, is a wedding cake decorator. He makes wedding cakes and which is really fun when you get to meet with lots of brides. Right. Because we know that big day is so important, but he would tell them, listen, the day is not going to go perfect. You just need to know that. Okay. Because sometimes when people don't know that it destroys their day. Mm. So I want you to know, I want you to pick a number for the amount of errors or things that aren't going to go right. So when you, let's say the number is three, you pick. So as they happen, you can count them off and you're like, oh, there's the first one. I knew three were going to happen today. Mm-hmm. You know, pick a number you're comfortable with. And then when the second one comes, you're like, oh, okay. We, listen, we had a three error curve. Figure out what your error curve is. Mm-hmm. So as it happens, it's not, it's not going to throw us into some kind of crisis. It's just like, yeah, that's part of that's part of how we do. That's part of how weddings work. What wedding have you ever been to? That was perfection. It doesn't happen. Mm-mm. So it's very similar with math y'all. Yeah. Well, and very similar with life. I mean, I know we're, we're not like, you know, giving people inspiration to live or parent, but at the same time, hopefully yeah. we are, because I think I've read about how this current generation, um, they call them snowflakes now because mm-hmm. at the, at the simple, um, pressure or temperature change, they melt away. Yeah. And I think part of that is living in a society that has always had technology available. And so when you view, through the filter of perfection, whether it's, you know, the, you know, these kids spend hours on YouTube, watching other kids play video games and and conquer levels, or even my kids watch the silliest things like watching other people do creative things. And I I really scratch my head and I get frustrated. I'm like, go do the thing. And they're like, why watching them? And it turned out really good for them (laughs) knowing that because they have tried before. I can't tell you how many times my youngest daughter has done different things with her nails. Yeah. And I'm like, and she's taken it. I'm like, you just spent two hours and she's taken it off again. And I'm like, okay, like yeah. trust the process, but it's that frustration because all we're seeing is the edited version clipped together for the perfection. And right. so our children are seeing that and getting frustrated with their own imperfection, yeah. not understanding that the world is imperfect yeah. and it's through the mistakes is yes. how we are actually living and gaining knowledge and becoming the people that we were meant to be, which I think is pretty stinking great. Well, can I, can I tell you, I do too. Let me tell you something funny about that. Okay. So I have over 4,000 math videos on my site. Okay. And it took me five years to create all of those videos. It has happened that I have found a mistake. <laughs> it has happened. And then, so in the beginning, if I found a mistake, 
I'd, first of all, I'd, I'd be like, oh my gosh, it's the worst. Like I'd go through that whole process and I'd be like, you know what? Walk your talk. Math has mistakes. So I used to re-record the video. Now, if it's a teaching thing, thank goodness, it was really not teaching things. It was like my mouth would say one thing and then I'd write the number three on the board, but I'd say five, you know, it'd be things like that. And in the beginning, I used to just re-record the video. Well, one, that took a lot of time when you're doing, you got 4,000 more videos to record. But it also hit me that like, I, the kids need to see an adult make a mistake. So I started actually like pausing the video. I made them, I kept the mistake in and then I would pause it and then I would cut in and be like, hey, y'all, it's Nicole. Did y'all just see what I did there? I made a mistake. <laughs> made your own bloopers. <laughs> yeah, I, I made my bloopers in the middle of the video. I'd be like, I made a mistake. That should have been, I said three, that should have been five. And here's what I found. I was like, first, like, oh my gosh, is this going to take my business? The math lady made a math mistake. The kids love it is what they told me. The parents are like, they love to see an adult stop and admit that they make a, make a mistake. And it's like, what a great lesson to teach our kids. It's okay. First of all, like the world's not going to stop because, you know, I said five instead of three, you know, but also yeah, if you make a mistake, you can admit it. We're not perfect. And I'll yeah. just, I literally will say on the video, y'all, Nicole, the math lady must, makes mistakes too. Yeah. You know, now I want y'all to know if I actually make a mistake that I think is going to like, you know, <laughs> mess with their teaching, I take it, I take that out. <laughs> you know, that, those are gone. But like, if it's just something, you know, that we, that a kid would do, we need to show them it's okay to do that. And it is a part of the process. Yeah. And adults need to embrace our imperfection more. I think in, in the realm of parenting, I think sometimes we get so hard on ourselves and we think I can't, I can't make a mistake. My, what are my kids going to think of me? Or they're not going to trust me. Or they're going to think, I don't know what I'm talking about if I make a mistake here. And so we put all this pressure on ourselves. And the truth is what we're teaching our kids when we make a mistake is, Hey, we can recognize when we're wrong. Yeah. We can do the work that needs to be done to find the correct information or the correct attitude or yeah. <laughs> what have you, um, their correct yeah. response instead of kind of in a way misleading our kids into thinking that we have all the answers. We, we have it all, you know, don't look anywhere else. Just look here because yeah. what we say is gospel. And it's like, I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, you know, you might need to Google that. I yeah. think. <laughs> I think I know what I'm talking about, but then they'll come yeah. back like, we don't know why you say that. You know, you're right. I'm like, I know, but I want to give you the option to question. Right. right. I'll tell you, I remember, the, I remember the first time I apologized to my daughter. It was such a big deal for her. Like I realized I was wrong in something. I was like, wow, I'm wrong about that. I apologize. And she still to this day will reference, like she'll remind me, like, I remember when you, like, I was like, okay, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay, mom. It's okay. And I was like, no, because again, we have to model, right. The behavior that we want them. And just cause I'm the parent, I'm supposed to get it right all the time. Oh, no, I make mistakes. I make a lot of mistakes, but I can always clean up a mistake. You know, I, I can always at least try to clean up a mistake and hope, you know, it's okay with that person. And usually, you know, like I, this sounds weird, but I love falling on the sword do you know what I mean by that? Because it just gives permission for the other person to release whatever angst they had. When you're just like, you know what? You're right. My bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that right. I take it. Whatever they were holding on to, they go, 
you, it's, girl, it wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. When we both just were, look, it's not that deep, people. You know, we put so much stress on ourselves, particularly as parents. It's okay. We have to be vulnerable. We have to show that, again, this is a, you know, this is not just a single, single job. It's like we, we all are in this somewhat together. Yeah. 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 When my girls were starting to do some higher level math and, and that's kind of where you lose me. Like I, I'm good with, with the elementary math and I feel like confident in my math facts and, you know, I, in the procedures. And then when they started getting higher level, I'm like, this is where you're going to kind of lose me. But they would say, what I would do is, um, I would sit there and do the problem with them because I'm like, uh, okay, we're reading the instructions. Let's see if I can follow the instructions because maybe I can get something that you're not getting or vice versa. So we did that. And then when they, when I started outsourcing their college algebra, they like, mom, sit down and do our problems with us. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't don't know about, I didn't take college algebra, right? Like, (laughs) but when I would sit there and, and then they would actually see where I was making a mistake and it would click Mm. for them what they had heard their instructor say. And it was like this beautiful thing. And had, had I been rigid about, I'm not going to show my girls. I don't know how to do this, that they are smarter than me in this way, or they have more knowledge. And, but I didn't, I was like, yeah, come over here. Like I'll do what I can. They're like, no, no, you're doing that wrong. And I, okay. I'm not going to lie. It wasn't always fun. And depending at the time of the day, right, right. I was not super <laughs> receptive to their criticism. Yeah, their feedback, right, yes. Right. But I will say that that just that little process was very helpful to them. Yeah. And, you know, it helped bond us together as mother and daughters as well, because, yeah. oh, you know, that, that kind of mom doesn't always think that she's right all of the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. mm, not in math, everything yeah. else probably. Yeah. Right. Well, don't you as like, think of yourself as a kid, but even now, don't you love showing when you do know something? Like to me, I love like that's part of a teaching tool is allow your kids to teach back something they learn to you. They love that. Like yeah. they just like love to be like, let me show you what I do know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, go ahead. Like do, do, go for it, you know? And it just gives them a self of confidence about what they do know, which at the end of the day, like we were talking, you know, for me, I love math. Yes, it's about math, but it's not about math, right? Like trigonometry, are they going to be necessarily doing trigonometry on a daily basis in their jobs? It's not, but it is about, you know, being able to give them confidence that they can conquer, that they can learn anything, that they can conquer anything, that they're building logic skills. Like that's what it's really about for me. Not did they finish the practice set of 30 problems. You know, the practice set of 30 problems is just the gateway to the confidence I want you to have to go out there and think you can really do anything. You know, at the end of the day, that's what we're building. Let's take a break to hear from our sponsor. Hey, podcast listener, Bookshark has a special offer just for you. Head to bookshark.com slash podcast dash five to request your $5 coupon that you can use on any purchase in the Bookshark store. Yep, anything. Again, that's bookshark.com slash podcast dash five. Don't forget the dash five. You can use your $5 off on a curriculum package, a hands-on kit, math, handwriting, spelling, or even a single book. It's up to you. So go to bookshark.com slash podcast dash five 
to get your $5 coupon. The $5 podcast listener coupon is limited to one per household, one coupon per order. And we don't want to limit our children through our own lens, right? So like if we say, well, I'm just not a math person. That, that is contagious because Mm -hmm. it's kind of an out, well, we're not math people. So where if, you know, my husband's father was a numbers guy and he was in banking, but it was like, that really wasn't my husband's thing. So he didn't really pursue math, but my girls were recently taking and were advising with their community college. And the advisor was like, well, you don't need that math unless you're going to be going into science or math degrees. And I, I thankfully was there yeah. and I said, excuse me, we don't know at 16 what they're going to do. That so let's not limit them by saying you don't need college algebra because yeah. obviously your path is English. Yeah. I was like, uh, what if they have one class with a passionate professor and they say, oh my gosh, this is what I was made to do. And yeah. now, because we didn't say, maybe take that harder math class because you can. Yeah. I, I mean, it was frustrating, but I, yeah. I think after saying that, I realized that's something that we as parents even do without recognizing we're limiting our child's potential or eventual careers because of the words that we say or the stigma around how we feel about it. And as homeschooler yeah. parents, like, that's the beauty of why we're doing this. We want mm-hmm. to give them endless possibilities. I was talking to another mom the other day and she was saying like, we want the wonder, let's not take away the wonder, like the, almost yeah. the impossible. Like we still get to do that for our kids. Life will yes. give them the truth and, and, you know, we'll become a parent soon enough, but why don't we foster that now that they could really do anything? Don't limit yourself. Don't say you're not a math person. Let's just figure out how to do this subject so that if yeah. one day you watch a movie or you read a book and you're like, this is it, <laughs> you know how easily we talk ourselves out of those things. Oh, I didn't take that math class. Oh, I wasn't good in math. And it, none of that is true. Yeah. Oh, there's two, there's two things I have to say about that. Well, first of all, if you ask most people, right, whether or not they've had like jobs, you know, outside of the home or even jobs, you know, in the home, like we have so many interests. I've never been like the person who like, you know, like I, I could never answer that question when I was a kid. What do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, so many things. Like literally, like at some point, you know, Nicole, the math lady is going to like run itself and I'm going to go do something else because it, it, I want to be completely used up when it's time for me to exit this place, you know? And I've got so many ideas and I think hopefully, you know, I've got more than one talent, <laughs> you know, that I want to pursue. And I want that for my kids. It's not like, they just have to do this one thing and this one skill. They're going to stick with most people don't do that. They've got several careers or several hard right turns because life will also throw you stuff that you thought you were going this way. And all of a sudden now I'm homeschooling. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I didn't plan on doing that. Right. But I also never planned on running a company like where I was doing, you know, really an internet company, right? At the end of the day, we're a technology company. We work with math. So we're doing all this mathy stuff and the teaching stuff. I could have seen that as a kid. I could have not have seen the internet. When I was a kid, the internet was not there. So I tell people, you know, don't try to like box yourself in because really what I wanted to do, the thing that makes my heart sing every day was not possible when I was a kid. Mm. It wasn't available. It wasn't thought of yet. 
And I keep saying, wow, I live in the best time ever because of what's possible. Could you imagine, Jana, 20 years from now, what's going to be possible that's not possible now? So why are we trying to limit our kids to put them into, well, you're not a math person. Well, you're not like it's going to be so interdisciplinary anyway. It's going to be using every skill set and every faculty we have anyway. So to me, go create <laughs> what you're who you want to be hasn't been created yet. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been created yet. Think of that. How how exciting is that? Yeah. You know. And you don't. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, what a great way to look back and say what you're doing now wasn't even available or possible when you were trying to, you know, when they are asking you and taking yeah. the test, what are you going to do when you grow up? And in this right. pressure to know, I, um, I know I've had several interviews with, uh, homeschool professionals and experts, and it keeps coming back to your children will probably have X a number of careers, not just jobs, but actual mm-hmm. careers. That's where we have moved into in our society. And I think back to all the different things that I have done a, because I, I didn't ever really know what I wanted to do. And there was nobody in my life that was like, you must decide now, this is the moment you must decide, which I'm grateful for. Yeah. Unlike my husband, who's been in his profession for almost 25 years, he was kind of like, this is all there was. This is what I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm, he's good at it. I don't know that there's a lot of joy there, um, mm. but I, you know, I, I look at my kids and I'm like, okay, we need people like your father who are willing to do something for a long term, yeah, and do it with excellence. But we also need to be comfortable with saying, hey, this isn't working anymore, so let's mm. try something else. Let's get out of our own way and figure out what our gifting is, you know, what our smarts are, and 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 use them instead of well, I didn't get a good grade on geometry, so I must not be a math person. Therefore, I cannot go into such and such and such. Right. Completely. Yeah. I mean, the cool part is we've we've got all of it in all of us. I really, truly believe that if I really wanted to become a brain surgeon, that I could do it. Now, I don't have that desire, thankfully. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I do believe that if I, I really do believe that if I put myself, put my brains to it, I could, I could learn it if I had that drive. Right. So I don't think that there isn't anything that, that we can't learn, particularly in this day and age when everything is at at our fingertips. Right. Mm -hmm. But the cool part is there's only one you, there's only one of my son, Justin, there's only one of my daughter, Sydney. And I keep saying, you go find that you were given some talents you go find out what those talents are supposed to be for, yeah. you know, and, um, and, and just be, just be ready for the hard right turns that life throws you and, you know, realize you've got more than one talent and <laughs> you've got many talents. And sometimes know? it takes using one talent in an area and realizing the next talent that came out of that. So that just like mm-hmm. in learning, learning, nothing is wasted. I think yeah. just speaking to maybe parents whose kids are getting ready to leave the home or, or starting to get jobs, there's nothing wasted. We don't have to be worried that just because they're doing this job right now, like yeah. there's something to be learned there for them for their next step. I mean, if, if I look where I started beauty school, <laughs> 
<laughs> right out of high school after finishing homeschool um, yeah. to now what I, what I do now as a community manager and podcast host. And I mean, yeah. now the people that have gone this journey with me, family and friends, long, long life friends, they're like, wow, you really are living your dream. I said, yes, but all those years that I was doing things that I wasn't quite sure was my dream, but I had to give it a chance. And, um, you know, it, it led, it led to this. That's right. That's right. Nothing. You can't, you can't leapfrog any opportunities. Like they're all they're They're all there for a reason. I believe yeah. it too. Well, in closing, Nicole, what do you have to leave our families with? So I hope, you know, I know, as I said, we've talked a little bit about math, right? My Pringles can out, <laughs> but like for me, as, as we were saying, it's not like the thing I want our homeschool families to know is that this is the path that you've chosen. It might not always be easy, but you can do it. And there's a lot of support. You do not have to do it yourself. Find out the parts that you love doing, what that make your heart sing, you know, where you are connected to your child and, and you're allowing your child to, you know, blossom into who they're supposed to be. And the places that are more challenging or difficult for you, find somebody, somebody else to do some of those things whose heart sings that same way. You know, because we're just fully bringing things to our child in such an enriching way. And again, giving ourselves more energy to do the things that really light us up. You know, I think this homeschooling journey, even though, again, it came to me in an unexpected way, in a way that I did not imagine. Again, I think I feel like I was destined to to be on this path and and to figure this out and to discover it. But I'm so thankful that I've like taken off the like superwoman cape that I have to do it all myself. I'm going to find people to help me to, to give my child the richest experience that I can. I think those parting words are um, wonderfully given from a heart of a woman who obviously has a passion, not only for math, but also for homeschooling and the community that is um, built around her. So I just want to thank you for taking this time to share your heart and your product with our listeners. And to you guys, thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. That's all for this episode. Until next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Homeschool Your Way, a podcast by Bookshark. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening now so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you have questions you'd like the hosts to answer or have any feedback about the podcast, please visit bookshark.com podcast to leave your comments. Or you can simply email podcast at bookshark.com.